the QA app and snuck it in there. Like some James Bond shit. Yep. We need to get some some grease. You're, I'm my, my my shit's my shit's squeak free, man. I don't know what you've been doing to yours, but uh, eh, now it's squeak free. I don't know. You just have to. You gotta give it its exercise. I guess so. Uh, I've got ingredients. We've already made this before, but I figure white Russian was easy because you know you you have a white Russian for one lunch and you still have a shitload of Kahlua left over, even if you buy the small bottle. Sure, that goes in nothing else. So yeah. I figure we'll do it again today. Wrapping the bottle. How much alcohol does Kahlua have in it? Uh, twenty. You should just start mixing 20%. with your coffee, man. Like every day. It's Why a bad idea? Because I, I like coffee. I just ruined a perfectly good glass of Coke by putting <laughs> that. What the fuck is that shit called? Can I grab it. Yeah, I want to warn people about this substance. So there's a a brewer, there's a uh, distillery in town that just just started up, and they obviously, you know, one of the things about bourbon is it has to be at least two years old, right? Yeah. Uh, so they're calling this New Riff. I think that's the name of the distillery. New Make, a Kentucky White Dog is what they're calling it. But it's whiskey distilled from bourbon mash, and it's 90 proof. And this tastes like hot ass. Like, I, we, we drank it straight just as an experiment, and we put it up on the liquor shelf like never again. But I decided to get it down. Why did we decide to get this down? We were making some kind of joke about what we were drinking, and yeah, you had the terrible idea, and I told you it was a bad idea. You you just wanted to reaffirm. I think we we actually suspicions. thought like, well, how bad can we can mix it with Coke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mixed a shot of this in my Coke, and it tastes like someone threw up in it. Like, I don't know what the hell is its problem. I don't know what it's like. It's it you can take like sour mash. It tastes like olives to me. I don't know why. Like yeah. really strong. Mediterranean olives. Yeah, but it's also got like a six taste to it, too, because mm-hmm. I, I guess it's probably some kind of acidic or tannins that haven't settled or some shit, but it's disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. It's ruined my Coke, so I'm kind so of don't buy it. I mean, looking there, forward to this. It's also, like, I thought it was just this distillery, like, oh, well, we're new and we can't quite sell our real product yet, so we'll sell this. I That's a mistake. Other people are making it. Other really? people are making it. Yeah, it's it's a thing, and it's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is what um, like shitty moonshine would taste like. It's something right out of distillery. Uh, you know, they mix enough water in it to make it ninety proof, and boom, they're done. But yeah, it's it tastes like uh, it's the worst. I don't know. It's like pennies in my mouth. Um, <laughs> this always so looks disgusting. That. But uh, I don't know how much milk you want in here. But yeah, but or whatever. cream, whatever. Again, I need something just, to stir it with. It looks so disgusting when you're mixing that up. Um, what are your plans this weekend? I'm only asking. I don't really care. I just want to seg into my plans this weekend without sounding like a complete self-involved asshole. So this is awkward. I've got no co-host. I'm not prepared to monologue. This isn't Game of Thrones season. You can't do this to me. Oh, my plans this weekend, you ask? Yes. Uh, probably some Rocket League. Maybe an episode of Aaron's Hole. Oh, uh, <laughs> you stay away from that. I don't know. I don't know. Haven't really thought that far ahead yet. Well, you turned Even down. You turned down my invitation. I invite me and Cesar doing our annual pilgrimage to the Kings Island uh, Fear Fest, which is yeah. combination amusement park and about twenty haunted houses. Um, we're gonna I'm do just that tonight. Not a huge fan of haunted houses. I don't know why. Why aren't you a fan of haunted? Did you have you never done them? I have done them. Yeah. Uh, 
Universal Studios has one I went in. I've done a bunch when I was a kid, but I don't know. I just hmm. not that interested. Does it not scare you? Does it scare you too much? Do you not like the way you feel when you're walking <clears throat> through one? I guess I just I don't get the point. Like I like watching scary movies because there's something happening. Uh-huh. But in these, you're just like literally walking through a place where you know you're going to get scared. Yeah, I think that's what I like that's about weird it is just seeing the practical effects that they use. Here. Uh, like last year, they had like a wax museum and they had this one thing where you're walking down this hallway that had a whole bunch of like squirming hands that look like they were molded out of wax. <laughs> and it's got a strobe light. And I think the wall was coming slowly towards me. <laughs> you think? But I also would fully accept that that was some kind of optical illusion based on the angles of the hallway and yeah. the strobe lights. And, and maybe the wall was just moving back and forth six inches. And your brain kind of fills in the rest. I don't know. But I like my favorite haunted houses of that variety were the ones where I was like, wow, how did they do that? You know, there's this one uh, gotcha. hospital one that from last year where they had a, essentially an alien chestburster bust out of a patient when you got near to it. And I thought that was kind of cool how they had that system that the thing would pop out and then reset. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nifty. Mm-hmm. I don't like the like I've yet to be scared by an actual actor uh, jumping out and huh. grabbing me. It's usually the practical effects and just kind of how cool they are. But yeah, okay. I'm doing that. And then um, my Cecily's mom is, she's got this community center in Anderson. It's the same place we had the, uh, the breaking bad finale episode watch way back when in another lifetime. And she's yeah. doing this um, uh, charity kind of trunk or treat ha- haunted house thing for the local kids. So you can go and, you know, get safe candy for your kids and go through uh, an age-appropriate haunted house. And she's invited different members of the family to decorate parts of it. So we've got this room that's probably about twice as large as the Bald Move Studio. And we've got two ideas. One is a rather ambitious one that we don't know if we'll pull off. And we've I've got heard this one. We've got a scaled-down version. We've got, a uh, scale, we've got a scaled-down plan in case it all goes to crap. But... The plan is Five Nights at Freddy's, which if you're not familiar with, is this huge kind of kid-aimed horror franchise, which is essentially, imagine Showbiz Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza with the animatronics on stage, and you're a night guard, and you're assigned to guard this place at night, and the animals get off of the stage and try to kill you. Yeah, and, and you're you're sitting in like a control room, like yeah. you would see in a movie or something, with yeah. computer screens everywhere and cameras yeah. you can move and around. It's, and it's all dark, so you're seeing like dark shadows, and you can see like glowing eyes. And plus, mm. the make you know the animatronics are already let's face it, creepy. Of course, yeah, but they're like in somewhat states of disrepair, so maybe one of their jaws hanging off in one, so it looks mm. kind of and, and the fur's kind of coming off, and you can see the exoskeleton of places. Have you seen the real life pictures of some of these things? No, huh? Like just some of these things that have been put in storage and then taken out years and years later and they look like that yeah they're horrifying yeah um but you have to use so there's it's the game's really easy it's kind of like almost an iphone type game where uh you monitor where the things are going on the closed uh, caption you have a limited amount of power each night so you just sit there and obsessively watch the cameras and use all the countermeasures you'll run out of power like at three o'clock in the morning and then you get jump scared automatically Mm. um but there is uh you know, you have to time it to where you can close the, the, the riot doors or the blast doors 
uh, from one side or the other. You can turn on lights or you can do different things to make the, the animals go away or prevent them from killing you. Uh, but kids love it, and it's a bunch of jump scares and a bunch of scary stuff. Uh, so we want to have um, the first, we're so we're going to be a big paper mache heads of these creatures and kind of wear overalls and dress up like Freddy Fazbear and and Bonnie the Bunny and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to um, set up some cameras in our apartment, and we're going to make static film of just us doing creepy things in the dark. Yeah. And then we're going to take when we set up at the haunted house, we're going to partition this room off. So you've got like the front room that looks like the control panel for uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. We're going to have a laptop there with our XSplit software. Mm -hmm. So you can like, you know, this XSplit software, uh, you can do things like, you know, just change camera angles and and do different, uh, uh, you know, you can pull different cameras and looks and we're going to have all these configured so where you can look at like camera a camera two and they're just going to be running loops of video that we previously made and it's going to have like it's going to be dark and it's going to have dry ice smoke and it's going to be playing like authentic five nights at freddy's music in the background and for the kids that are brave enough you can go to the second half where cecily and i are going to be dressed up like freddy fosbear and chica and whatnot and there's a like a closet in this room that's off to the side that doesn't have any doors. It's really dark. And we're going to m- make like the main stage of f- Freddy's mm-hmm. kind of fairly lit, but like smoky and dark and maybe strobing. And we're going to get like a plastic guitar hero guitar. So he's like playing the guitar when you, and, and the kids are going to be looking at that. And when they come in, while they're looking at that, one of us is going to rush in from the side and Wah! got so, one of those guitars if you need it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we still have one too. Oh, you do. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, so we're, our whole weekend after we get done with this fear fest tonight is going to be spent arts and crafts and making scary shit for kids. All right. And if we don't, so our backup plan is to have Cecily dress up like a witch with a cauldron. Um, and we're going to cut a hole through the table and the cauldron and fill it with dry ice. So it's smoking. And then I'm going to be underneath the table, and she's going to invite the kids in for candy. Mm. And when they get close to the table, I'm going to reach up through the, the smoky cauldron <laughs> and try to grab one of them. Kind of like, do you remember that that real dungeon? And thing then eat we all did? the candy. Yes, the scariest, most then disappointing. Flip over thing. the table, and you get no candy. <laughs> do uh, I remember what? Do you remember that when we went to that true dungeon thing and Gen Con that one year? I don't think I went to that. You didn't do that. I I know of it, but I don't think I did that. Ah, no. they had that gag there. Where mm-hmm. there was some cauldron of something or other, and you had to put a token into it, and if you rolled the wrong set of dice before it, um, a hand would reach out and grab you. So that's why I got the idea for that, and that's something I can pull off and like, you know, buy some dry ice at CVS yeah. and and cut a hole through a metal mixing dish and spray paint it black and get her a cheap uh, witch costume and done. You know what you should do? What? You should make put nothing in that room, so the kids go through. <laughs> There's nothing in that room, and then you don't do the Five Nights at Freddy's costume. You do some seriously fucked up costumes. <laughs> so they well, go in yeah, there, and it's, it's just a be, bait and switch. It's supposed to be appropriate from ages five to twelve. I know, and they, I, know. I think that I actually think the Freddy stuff is fairly scary, mm-hmm. which is why we're doing the two the partition thing. Like, yeah, if you're, you don't if you, scare if the you go kids in and you nope out at the stuff on the computer screen, then you don't have to go in. You you have yeah. to go through the door and volunteer to get the shit scared out of you. So I figure older kids will do that. And You know what we should do at the end of it? What? We should flip on the lights and just have a dance party. Ah. I don't like, know how everybody that works. Gets scared and Because what is the end of it on a public haunted house? Yeah, like, that's a good point. You just have a train. Yeah, a yeah. procession going through. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't um, know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Something to say. Oh, hey, kids, it's all right. This <laughs> fuzzy, fuzzy bear thing is not. No, real. As they run screaming, I'll be like, I'll see you in your <laughs> dreams. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. Nice. Better sleep on. Better sleep with your parents tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a real chainsaw. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't know about that. Take out a section of the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, see what the Q and A app is saying about yeah, that. A lot of questions already. Uh, okay, Wes wants to know: Are you doing Halloween costumes this year? Will you be dressed mm-hmm. up for next week's launch? Hadn't thought about it. Uh, so I actually, Ceci and I were going to go as the kids from Moonrise Kingdom. Have you seen that show? Sure. Wes Anderson. Yep. yep. And I think this weekend. Yeah, skin cap or something. And... We were going to do a lot of stuff this weekend that's kind of got shoved to the side now that we got drafted for this Halloween things. I don't think so. My son is going as a hunter from Destiny and I've got most of the stuff assembled. Like I got, uh, I found a cheap paintball mask that I was able to mock up because he won. He had a very specific outfit he wanted to wear. He wanted to wear yeah. mask of the third man and this his, particular cloak his stuff, right? And this fucking these fucking yeah. boots and this shader. So I found a pair of like digital camo black and gray long underwear that I'm going to use for his mm-hmm. bodysuit. I've got a pretty cool pair of um, motorcycle gloves that have like armored knuckles and stuff that just fit him. Um, they were actually my ex who was only like five foot tall <laughs> pair of, uh, and I've still got them. An eight year old can fit into yeah, them. Yeah, perfectly. Uh, Jesus. you know, Jack's a, he's a, he's a, he's a sturdily built eight year old, nine year old now. Nine year old. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. When did that um, happen? I don't know. Uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought he was eight. Yeah. But, uh, but the thing that I haven't done yet and I, I, um, I also got a pair of hand me down chest armor for his, Older, my nephew is into BMX stuff and and uh, four wheelers, and he's got this like you know BMX style chest and and shoulder armor. And I've spray painted that like a matte black, and I got a belt like uh, one's military style, you know web webbing belts that I've cut down for his size. That I can hang his knife on, and I got a Nerf gun that I'm going to spray paint like gunmetal, so he can actually shoot stuff. Um, but the thing, the cloak. Is what's intimidated because I don't have a sewing machine anymore. I'm gonna have to hand sew this fucking cloak. Uh, but I found a pattern for it, and I'm gonna get the fabric for it tomorrow. And hmm. and I think were you googling around cosplay sites? Like I, I want to go as a Destiny Hunter. Nah, and nah, give me a pattern I, for this cloak. No, nah, I just decided to to roll because I I thought the okay. hard part was gonna be the cloak. Um, and it is gonna be the cloak. Uh, hmm. it's gonna be hard, and it's not like. I looked at some patterns online, like, you know, Jedi robes and like different yeah. cloaks and stuff, but it's kind of a weird cut to it. So I'm probably going to take some of that and build a, you know, like a, a go get a foam head and kind of just build it on some kind of constructed thing. Because mm-hmm. I've got to, I want, when he comes over my house Sunday at six, I want him to see it and hopefully give a thumbs up on it. <laughs> I got the boots. I got, I got, I think I got everything and I've got mostly from like hand me down stores and just stuff I've cobbled together. The only thing I'm going to have to. Sure purchases the materials for the cloak uh and uh the paintball mask but that was not too expensive but no i don't think uh i don't think i'm going to go as anything this year this is the first year since i've started participating in halloween that i haven't dressed up i've gone as a lot of different things i've gone as a t uh an arnold schwarzenegger style t800 or t850 or whatever yes. the fuck hellboy did you do hellboy i one did year? hellboy one yeah. year and i went all out i got the skull cap i painted my whole face all exposed skin red it was a, a nightmare and then i went out to like an adult 
Halloween party yeah. at like one of the big nightclubs in Indianapolis. Like a had, rave, a dance party. Yes. And it, it was, <laughs> I had the trench coat. Uh, I had I had the big foam hand. Um, it, I, I went all out. That was that was fun, but the actual experience was <laughs> miserable. And when I got home at like four in the morning, it looked like I murdered someone in my bathtub because it was red shit everywhere. That it took me like days to get completely out of the shower. Yeah, uh, but no, I don't think. Did I'm you doing... have the beard at the time? Uh, I cut it down to be okay. uh, Hellboy style chops and like his like facial hair. Yeah, I did I say. I, did I bet that beard. stuff just stuck in your beard. Yeah, and, like. Ugh. But I painted it like whatever. His his beard's like black, isn't it? I think. I don't know. I've but, never seen that movie. Oh, you haven't seen Hellboy? Mm-hmm. The first one's pretty good. The other's so I hear kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm not doing anything. Are you? We? Uh, I've done Halloween stuff in the past, but that's kind of one of the things that you know, one of the vestiges of being a witness. I don't really celebrate holidays yeah. still. Like, and it's not in absence of an kids, objection I have to them. It's just same like same here. You know, I don't have any friends in the area yep. who are going to celebrate it. You're doing stuff with your family. It's yep. like, eh, I don't really care. I was the same way until... Well, actually, you got me into Halloween, because back in Indianapolis, you had a friend that was way into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then one year, when we were living together... I went as uh, Optimus Prime one year. That was fun. You had a full Optimus Prime <laughs> costume. It was really cool. As an adult. As, as an, an adult. adult. <laughs> you, you probably still have that costume. Uh if I still have that costume, it's in a bag and it probably stinks because we did. Uh, I also used it for. You wrote Optimus hard and put him away wet. <laughs> I did. I but I also used it for. All right, don't write me any letters. I understand it's stupid. A Harlem Shake video, which uh, my company was doing at the time. I got roped and into I a company sponsored in. Harlem Shake yeah. as well. So I needed something for that, and I got the Optimus Prime suit out, uh, and then I put it away, you know, wet with sweat, and mm-hmm. it probably. I, I think I threw that out All right. when, when I moved out of here. Burn it with fire. Yeah. Uh, but the one year, that, that was a lot of fun. We threw, Rock Band 3 had just come out, and we threw a rock theme party. That, that was the, the 80s rock band party? Yeah. Uh, well, we didn't say any era, but we had to dress up as a rocker. And yeah, we went with, star. like, the big hair look. Went with the 80s Guns N' Roses. Sure. Uh, I had a Dolly Parton wig on. Uh, with like a jean vest it's with ripped sleeves. Well, I got pictures of it. Oh, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That I may or may not post at some point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was cool. Maybe I'll do a throwback Thursday for this Halloween and post one. I don't know. And you, you live in an apartment complex that's secure, like the, the outer door secured. So it's like there, nobody comes to... That's the other fun thing is to kind of dress up for the kids to come to the doors, mm. but there's no risk of that happening here. So Yeah. Uh, you know what I do like to do during holidays now? What's that? I like to travel during holidays. I'm thinking about taking Oh, you said a trip. this yesterday. So what's yeah, this, so I'm either gonna, plans? I'm either going to buy a PlayStation 4 this month, <laughs> or I'm going to use what little extra money I have to take a trip to Canada somewhere over, mm. over Thanksgiving, like flying on Thanksgiving Day, Yeah, where there is nobody flying and flights are super cheap. What are you wanting out of this? Stuff. What kind of experience are you wanting to have? Cause, uh, I just want to see a city. I don't have like a specific thing i'm going to do huh have you thought about getting a hold of the hex 19 guys and seeing if you could crash is that where they live calgary they live in calgary calgary which mm-hmm. is like the pretty part of canada yeah I don't well know. there's lots of i don't know where calgary is the other thing is, is it like because kind of if you want between bc and ontario I thought it's on the west coast bc's on the west coast though isn't it i you're asking me i barely have a grasp on u.s <laughs> geography okay calgary canada let's see what google tells me where this place is at it's riveting uh, lunch material yeah there's canadians like fuck you eh um 
Hmm. Actually, it's it would be say it's on the west coast in the exactly the same way Colorado is. Ha. Huh. Okay. So it's nowhere near the west. Kind of east side of the Canadian Rock, Rockies in Alberta. Gotcha. Um. But no, that might be fun. But my other yeah, because the great thing about Canada on Thanksgiving is it's not their Thanksgiving. They had, so they had everything Thanksgiving is like two, normal. three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So you go up there, you get a great cheap flight because Americans mm-hmm. don't travel on Thanksgiving Day. Day, yeah, yeah, the actual day of, uh, and you get up there and it's just a normal day for them. Yeah, uh-huh. so you get to see the city as it should be. You go to the old Quebec City. That's pretty cool too. Could do that. Although you have to. I can go to Toronto. You, go to, you have uh, to hope that the shopkeep has an English-speaking person, which most of them mm-hmm. do. It's yeah. pretty touristy. Uh, oh, that's kind of. I hear Montreal cool is is pretty French, right? Yes. Like once you go into Quebec province, like stopping to get gas becomes an interesting uh-huh. experience because they just don't speak and they don't care to speak English. Are are like the prices in francs or something? <laughs> well, like I mean, Euros? you can pay like you know the money. The the thing flashes on the sign, and you pay the money. But you like, if you want to ask, yeah. like, where's the, can I get a bag of ice? Yeah, you know, if you need any kind of information or directions, or like, um, I'd stop at a couple hotels and just negotiating that process. Not speak. It's kind of humbling. Hmm. Like, it gives you an idea of like what it's like to come to a country and time to yeah. start living. And I know a smattering of. Uh, French, and I've got a fairly decent grade. I can read Spanish fairly well. Yeah, Spanish is not And that hard. so I could, that, yeah, the, the Romance language all kind of, so I was able yeah. to read and, and do all that kind of stuff, but. But Banyo's not going to work up there. <laughs> no, Banyo's not going to work up there. But uh, no. you have to, be able to read signs and stuff helped that a lot. I bet. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I was thinking about doing that for Thanksgiving, but that's a ways off. Alrighty, Michael McBee wants to know, Hey guys, would y'all be interested in doing a full playthrough of Tales of the Borderlands like you did with Game of Thrones and Walking Dead Season 1 and 2? It's made by the same developers, Telltale, I guess. I have not heard of Tales of the Borderlands. Do you know what that's about? Yeah, it's just like he says. It's kind of like those Game of Thrones, but Walking what universe Dead. what universes it set in? Borderlands. The, ah, the 2K so game. So it's a on-rails story mode set in the Borderlands universe. Yeah, kind of like the Minecraft one that just came out. What the fuck? There's a Minecraft Telltale? Yeah, you didn't know this? No! There's uh, So they've done The Wolf Among Us, they've done Tales of the Borderlands, they've done Game of Thrones Walking Dead, and now they just released Minecraft, uh, which is a story-based thing. It's not like Minecraft. It can't be, it's because Minecraft story has based. no essential story. Is yeah. it like set in as if you were in Minecraft, the, the world? I think so. Yeah, I haven't. Played I remember it or Mike anything, and Jerry but... from Penny Arcade were talking about. I guess they were intended to be part of that game, and they had their models are, were done, and they did a whole bunch of voiceover in Minecraft in the Telltale game of Minecraft. Wait, you just said you didn't know there was a Minecraft. Game. I I'm putting two and two together. <laughs> oh, now okay. Because they were talking <laughs> okay. about this and how their boys were so excited, and, and I thought this was like because yeah, yeah. I know that Minecraft is trying to move towards a story mode, so I just contextualize it that way. This makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, and I guess that they were cut at kind of the last minute. So the kids were like super bummed that their dads weren't in video games. So Yeah, I I don't know that kids who love Minecraft would know who Mike and Jerry are, frankly. Like, does your son know who Mike and Jerry is? No. Or who Mike and Jerry are? No, he's all so, he's all about the, so there you go, other, right? you, the other YouTube assholes that yeah, I can't stand. He's about PewDiePie and Northern Mark, Lion. Mark Deplier. And, and here's so okay, I got my YouTube brand. <clears throat> oh boy. <laughs> what wait, the, wait, wait, can we answer this guy's question first? Oh. Are uh, we interested uh, no, in No, I'm not that? interested at all. 
Because no? I'm okay. barely interested in the Telltale style of games and in the universe only to the extent that I with. can get drunk and make fun of it with my show knowledge and other stuff. And yeah, I've yeah. never played a Borderlands game, so I would not I be either. interested in that yeah. universe whatsoever. Minecraft one, I might be interested in just checking out. I, frankly, I played some co-op with Eric one one night when I think I got there a day early for PAX. Ah, and we yeah. played co-op Borderlands, but I didn't really get it or get into the experience. Okay. I thought the shooter mechanics were kind of sloppy, honestly. Mm. But uh, what what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh, about like I so I don't understand this YouTube. They, they're these people that make videos for children. Because you're an old man. It's because you're an old man, Aaron. There, there's like comedy shows. Like imagine, imagine like you know we had you can't do that on television. Where you know you'd have kid humor and they would do occasionally you know kid situations and. Parents didn't like it because they're talking back to their parents and all that kind of stuff. Mm. My problem with these guys is they drop F-bombs. Like, they have very juvenile senses of humor. And I'm not even talking about the PewDiePie's and Markiplier's because, Mm. you know, I still think they're appealing to seven-year-olds and they're dropping F-bombs. But I'm talking about there's, like, comedy troops that do stuff. And they do kind of adult humor in a very childish fashion. And I don't know how it sits with me. I don't like it. I know how it sits with me. I don't like it. I don't want my son watching it. But on the other hand... Yeah, I don't understand it, frankly. And I, I'm an old guy, too, right? Like, I don't... But but I also I know how kids work, and I know that if I put my foot down, he can't watch it here. He's going to be watching on his friend's cell phone at school or in the back of the bus or... Sure. So I... Something I'm currently actively trying to figure out is how how I treat things like that, where, like... Is this symbolic show of you can't watch this in my house actually mean something? Or should I just be like, uh, you can watch this, but talk to me about it? Because I don't think it's honestly going to scar him. I'm as, as when I was in fifth grade, someone sent me a slipped me a bootleg copy of Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh, Jesus. You can't get worse. Can't get any more raw. A more age inappropriate. And I remember listening to that at night in my bed and just like stuffing my head under three pillows to try to keep the laughter because it was just so <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, and he was talking about stuff like Miss, fuck, like fucking Mr. T in the ass and him clinching his ass cheeks together and ripping your dick off. And I'm just like, oh. the funniest, the mental image alone is so funny. And I never even heard of butt sex. Like, uh, <laughs> so it's like, that's this is crazy. So, and huh. I turned out okay ish. And maybe some of the ways I am today are because of that kind of stuff. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I was listening to Bill Simmons. His podcast is back. Mm-hmm. And he had this long interview with Judd Apatow. And Judd, he's like, I, I got a 13-year-old and 17-year-old. And the 13-year-old came in the other day and said, so I was on YouTube. And this guy and a woman killed a bear and then rushed over and had sex on the warm corpse. And he's like, What? Okay. Well, how, what kind of car? You see, so I, I don't know what's right to do, man. I don't know whether you should just be like, whatever you see, come talk to me about it if you're confused, or you should be like, absolutely not. You shouldn't watch this stuff. And the, the content controls are sh- for shit, man. Yeah. Like, you can have the stuff set appropriately, and it's not going to catch Mark Kaplier. And, you know, it's, it's, sure. you, you have to be. They'll catch if you're playing a copyrighted song, but they, oh yeah, they won't catch the age inappropriate stuff. Yeah, all. not not perfectly or hundred percent all the time. And I, yeah. I, I I'm not looking for something to do my parenting either. But it's like, you yeah. Know, well, I, I the think reality is I can like only stay approach. awake about eighteen hours of the day, and 
Sure, that, that seems like a reasonable approach. You know, yeah. keep the the lines of communication open. Yeah, that that will probably help. I don't know. I know nothing about parenting. But the, I hope the you, I hope you answered your question there, Michael. The thing I don't get about these people, they're also not making this shit for kids, right? Like, no, I, I there disagree. are grown ass adults who are loving and enjoying this stuff. Like PewDiePie, Mark, yeah. no, yes, no, man. What do no. you think TwitchCon is? What do you think TwitchCon is? It's not a bunch of kids running around there. It's a bunch of twenty-year-olds. Well, but Twitch is more than PewDiePie and Markiplier. Yeah, but PewDiePie is clearly the biggest draw over there. Well, PewDiePie is more. So I don't even watch him a lot. He's more of like a bro kind of ironic bro, like late teen, early twenties kind of guy. I guess I watch some of his stuff, and it seems to me like it's. Really... I just can't tolerate how fake everything is. Yeah. How forced it all feels. And like, I don't like we make our stuff for people who are like us. He seems like he's making his stuff for the people he can exploit into liking him as his personality. Like, I don't I don't get it. I I don't get why anybody would look at that and say, that's a thing that I identify with or I like or. There was an interesting South Park take on this last year where. Like Stan and Cartman and all them hate Market Markiplier and PewDiePie, but like Stan's little brother, the Canadian adoptee, oh, yeah. they were all loving it. And they're like, you, you, yeah, Ike's like, you just too old. Yeah, and like no, I, it's it, true. Part it's of true. it is that, like, this yeah. is this generation's thing, and I don't get it the same way. My parents probably looked at it in, in Living Color, and it's uh-huh. like, what the fuck is this Fire Marshal Bill? And you uh-huh. know the, t- the two t- men on film, and like that's like just shocking and juvenile and offensive, and every generation's got to push their boundaries. But like, I guess I have a pretty wide—I'm not easy to be shocked and offended. It's just this is just so juvenile. Yeah, is what I don't get. But I occasionally like juvenile stuff. It's just not—I don't like when something is built on that as a foundation. Which yeah. I feel like these these guys doing it's like a grown ups it's like are. a grown ups version of like uh, the Wiggles, yeah. You know, it's that same kind of manic energy. Anything goes. Mm. What you know? I don't know. I like I, I yeah. Now I, I don't feel get like it. I, because I feel like I'm literally I'm too old. aggressive, sounding like an old person. Yes. No. That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> uh oh. We got we got some uh, lunch with Jim and Aaron hate mail coming your way. Mm-hmm. In the last Leftovers podcast, the subject of dogs came up and it got heated for a few seconds. I've noticed this before, me being on Aaron's side, having a dog and a family currently. My question is, why no love for j- dogs from Jim? Was he attacked by a dog growing up? Does he not have a human heart? Does he not have human emotions? <laughs> wait, wait. Is I he think a soulless automaton? Oh, am I editorializing <laughs> yes, here? I okay. I'm bit. sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay. So I think that my comments in that podcast were in the context of the adoption of dogs as compared to the adoption of children. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about dogs in this context. And I was frustrated I don't because have I'm prop- like, I know. Well, you immediately shut down conversation. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get to fucking explain this. So there we go. There, my statement stands but on its own. Wait a second, because we, had, we, had, we continued that conversation offline, and you were still taking a pretty hardline stance on not giving a fuck about dogs or pets. About or any dog adoption? Stuff. I don't give a shit, man. I don't give a shit. Like dogs are cute, dogs are fine. If you got dogs as pets, I lived with dogs for a while. So you think I it's enjoyed cool them. to get a dog and then two weeks later take it back, return policy style for a better dog. <laughs> kind of, but it's certainly not nearly the egregious problem that it is to have a human child. That, that and you're that was doing my point. With. Like to the extent and, that and I, I think I was coming at from the other side. Like don't don't compare this to dogs because it's not the same thing. 
But I'm, I was trying to make a comparison. The point I was trying to make is I think that's beyond the pale to do for animals. Okay. How much more so humans? I wasn't trying to make like, oh, think about how cute dogs and these cute colored babies are getting traded. There was and some kind of equivoc- equivocacy eh, that I was feeling there. Maybe. That I, I lashed out against. And then you lashed out against the idea that we're going to get a ton of feedback, which we didn't. And I don't know. How would you know? You don't do the leftovers feedback. I read emails. <laughs> I read all the emails. <laughs> you do not read all the emails. I, read, no I certainly read can. all the emails, yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, we got one message about I've it. enjoyed blurring my eyes going through the walk. The, but I don't the hate dogs. I don't hate dogs. No, you do not. I will not say you do I've not I've lived dogs. with dogs, and I've genuinely enjoyed spending time on never, couch with dogs. you never had a pet growing up. No, I had pets. Not dogs. Not anything that sentient. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it was, fish? Uh, like parakeets and okay. yeah, fish and turtles. and so you had like... I ate the head off a turtle. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, JSS, man. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, so there you go. Uh, Adam says, I see Jim dressing up as a guy from Seattle for Halloween. The beard is coming along nicely. <laughs> well, I just went to Seattle. Yeah, we get a hairy sponsorship and, I, and you grow out a beard. What? That's some aggressively fuck you to our advertisers. I, st- I still shave this. That's true. You know, that's got to stay clean. Uh, Even I, I have to, like, I'm not making this up. I'm a wolf man. <laughs> like, to your eyes. I have to. Yes. There's a friend. <laughs> yes. From, like, from my eye sockets down is solid hair. There, do you, like, most people have, like, gaps. They're, yeah. Like, the hair this goes, will never grow in for me. The hair goes all the way to the surface of my lips, man. There's no space. There is nothing down to my like. So I have to shave up here and up here. So even in, when I'm not shaving, I'm still shaving on yeah. at least semi daily basis. Because that's you said the other it thing. takes like 30 minutes to groom that giant beard. You not had? this. Oh yeah, the, back the, the day. giant one. Yeah, because I had to. I had to oil it. I had to Put, blow it dry. See, I had I'm, to straighten it out. I had to comb it. The problem I'm running into is. Like the skin underneath will dry out, and I'll start to get like flakes yeah. in the beard. How do you uh-huh. do? You just use lotion. lotion? That's what I started doing. I so when I got there's it's, there's it's actually beard oil from... that's kind of expensive that you can get for when your beard gets longer to get you know, get a little bit and then work through to kind of keep it all moistened and healthy. See, I thought that would be gross. Like it's I've got not... all this hair with lotion in it because I use lotion when I'm like clean shaven. I mean, I guess it's Keep different. Like moist, you can, but... it's like you know, you can go with the full greaser look, or you can just put some product in your hair. You know, yeah. Sure. But I, what I ended up doing because the beard oil is expensive is I experimented with some coconut oil I had on hand, and I found that worked out just as well. Yeah, I hear so I get like a little dime size coconut hair. for when my beard was like the foot long affair, like a dime size coconut oil. I you know get it get it warmed up and work it through my hands and then just kind of and then have a boar hair's brush that. I brushed yeah, my, through like 20, 30 my times. My skin is an abomination. I don't know what's going on with it, man. <laughs> Ever since I've been a kid, I've had acne and like... If you stop it, shaving, it'll it, But it dries better. out too. It's like, yeah. it's fucking bizarre. Yeah, no. I, my skin I, will I dry relate. out, but then it's greasy and it, it breaks out. I don't understand my skin at all. I can relate. Yeah. I don't know. You, you don't have acne problems. I've never had acne problems, but yeah. I've had that dry, oily combination skin. It's bizarre. And I just like I just try to wash my face before I go uh-huh. to bed, and when I wake up, and hope for the best, man. And I stop shaving. <laughs> that's, too, but... that's the other thing. Shaving used to be a nightmare disaster for me, like every really? day. Because yeah, I got this really sensitive skin. It turns out, and every day, like this underside just be like strawberry red for like the first three or four oh, hours. Yeah, it just dries out. And I didn't calm down just in time for burn. me to rake a razor across it again. Huh. And that's regardless of how like I had my I had a professional straight razor 
shave in Las Vegas with like a person that's, that's all they do. They straight razor shave people and they use the most expensive products. The thing costs like $75, $80. Oh. And at the end of it, he's like, yeah, you should just, ne- you should never have a straight razor shave again. Your skin just won't take it, man. Really? Yeah. I would like to try one. It's. No, wait. I tried one in Chicago once. It was awesome. It, it, I thought it was the an awesome experience. experience was great. I yeah. mean, I looked like I'd been in a fight afterwards, but like it's a really like <laughs> it feels good though. I yeah. imagine that's what women like to go to spas. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you get the hot towel and you get the facial massage and and this is the, the mask you get. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, and you know, just just having the kind of like personal care for you. Sure. Sound like that guy being from, pampered a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he, he's like, yeah, your skin just won't 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 tolerate it. Don't yeah, know. I went to Seattle and everybody had a beard. I was I was looking around. Literally, it was everyone. Me, me and Jordy were the only ones without facial hair. And, and Jordy like, literally is incapable of growing a beard. He's got he the can't face grow of a sixteen yeah. year old boy. And and so you know, over the course of that vacation, it was like five days we were there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't shave during that time, and I come back and I'm like, well, like I kind of partial shave and or kind of a partial beard going. Let's just keep it keep mm-hmm. it going. Keep this train rolling. All right, let's let's see what what the people have to say. And it's starting to not just look like dirty face. Oh, oh, this is a blast from the past. Uh, Your cool media says I was listening to the Blue Yonder archives. This is the wow. ancient, very first bald move podcast. Uh, the before we got into the TV stuff, and I came across the Ultimate Geek House episode. I happen to work in a place called Geek House that has most of that stuff. Holy it's like to put shit. out a permanent invite if you guys are ever in the Dallas area. Yep. Man, yep. I wish I knew this two years because I used I used to be part of the petroleum industry and I made it to Dallas like all the fucking time, mm, yeah. two three times a year. The petroleum t- jelly industry, just to be clear, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you know the sheiks demand the finest, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would love to do that. Uh, that would be cool. Geek House, do you have like a website or something? Because yeah, I would like to check it out. I would like to see what you got. I, I don't remember what we said is the ultimate Geek House. It was like. We needed a land room where you'd have just like computer banks sure. set up. Didn't we want a pneumatic tube system? Uh, I probably. So you could like send beers. That sounds about and, right. And yeah. other things back and forth. Yeah, I don't totally remember what we said on that. That was years ago. Five mm-hmm. years ago? Mm-hmm. Roughly? Oh, yeah. Uh, at least. Um, moving on. Oh. Christ, I wonder how many podcasts we've done since that one. Well, we could find <laughs> out. Like a thousand, maybe? I don't. I feel like we've rolled over a thousand. Sure, we're close to it. If not, Michael McBee says thoughts on a new Star Wars trailer. Have you got tickets yet? And do we get a Bald Move Movies podcast when it comes out? Awesome. No. Yes. Yeah. We. So <laughs> I've been saying this whole time. I'm not excited about this movie. I'm. Yeah. I'm maintaining a cautious, pessimistic attitude. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that trailer, and I'm like, nope. I'm in. I'm fucking in. I don't know what it is about it, but uh, I don't know. Just seeing the. Falcon going to hyperspace and the lightsaber stuff and Darth Vader's melted mask and the fire with like maybe a cult of Vader and the idea that less than 20 years after Return of the Jedi, the Jedi have once again faded into obscurity. Yeah. And maybe that's just Luke decided like instead of bringing Jedi's back, maybe we should let all this force thing. I brought balance to the force. Yeah. Fuck the force. We're done. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in the in the the setting and the intrigue. Me too, and I think it's in good hands with Abrams. I think yeah. he's going to do a good job. So, so the I've allowed my, I've excited. allowed myself to be excited. Now I saw Han Solo it. looking like Han Solo. Yeah, like and I'm excited Carrie about Harry Fisher Harrison Ford. looked like fucking Princess Leia. Yep, give her some buns. She's right back to <laughs> old form. 
I mean, I met her like five years ago, and she did not look like Princess Leia. Where'd so you meet her? At uh, Gen Con? No, that the, the celebration downtown. Oh God, I didn't go to that either. Oh, I you didn't? It. No, no. Was I still a witness then? I think so. Oh, and you had already, you'd already fucked an elder's wife, girlfriend, <laughs> wife, something. No, not wife. Daughter, daughter. <laughs> yes. That's what okay. I got. There we go. You got drunk. I would right never out. fuck his wife. His <laughs> daughter, sure. Oh, his uh, daughter was hot. His wife's not. <laughs> that's true. It's one of those rules where two people somehow made a good-looking person. Somehow. Uh, what were we saying? Oh yeah, Star Wars so celebration and all that. Then we tried to get tickets yesterday, and I'll be damned, they're really sold out. Yeah, the opening shows. I was shocked. So we can either see the 2 o'clock 3D IMAX on the river, 2 o'clock in the morning, or we can wait <laughs> until 8 o'clock on Friday and see it a day late like schmucks. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, I'm, I'm holding out hope that Or these... we can go to the non-IMAX and see it at the opening show. There's still 8 o'clock tickets? 7 o'clock, yeah. Oh, well then that's what we should do, because I don't really give a in shit. In 3D? Yeah, I'll see it in 3D, not IMAX. I mean, I just want to see it. I want to see it on opening night. Yeah. And if we are ma- if all we the manage, Okay, so yeah, as soon as we get off here, that's one of the things we need to do. But yeah, obviously, if we see it, we will do a podcast on it the next day. How could we not? Yeah. All right. Every once in a while, Jim will be will throw me on something, but I think that's a that's a definite. Mm-hmm. A definite. Uh, Tyler... TD Shum wants to know, have either of you played through the Mass Effect series? It's another one that would allow you to play as an asshole. Not, or as a mass hole. I have Not it. a lot. No, I played... I the own them all one. in Steam. Yeah, I own one and two in Steam. But I do... I've not played through them. My buddy Josh goes crazy every single time he finds that out. Like, he's freshly annoyed anew that I've not played them yet. Mass Effect people are like that. You either it, love Mass Effect, you hate Mass Effect, or you haven't played Mass Effect. <laughs> it sounds like it's right up my alley. Though. Yeah, probably. I mean, like it's kind of MMO or not it's RPG-ish, but it's a shooter and it's sci-fi, and I hear it's got a really sweeping story, and the decisions you make yeah. actually matter, et cetera, et cetera. I got to the driving part in number one, and I noped out. So you didn't like it? No, I liked the game itself. The driving parts were not good, though. They were real bad. So. I don't know. I did get the orcs. Speaking of uh, TD Shum here, I did get the orcs this week. Have not got past him. I got to the big bad. Is of he Destiny. the king? Is he the, He's the king? king? But what's cool is like for so for this raid, like when you get the other raids, it's just the big boss is essentially a reskin version of a gate lord hmm. or a knight. This guy's like some bald knight on bald mountain shit. Yeah, He's immense, like the Godzilla huge and all these really intricate mechanics to to weaken him and slowly beat him. And then you got to go into his spirit world and destroy his ghost too. It's like, <laughs> fuck you coming back. We're going to follow you. And I can't six, six of me and uh, my friends cannot do it. Uh, Freddie C. Um, oh, so I guess uh, we have uh, someone looked up this geek house stuff. Uh, Freddie C did. And he, it looks like it's cool. So we need to do that. Uh, she's geeky. Wants to try Kahlua and hot chocolate. That sounds like a great idea. I like yeah, hot chocolate not? and uh, the black label uh, peppermint schnapps. Or is that Rumkey? It's got the Nazi mm. eagle on it. But that it's, is like a. a it's like Rumplemans is something else. Rumplemans Rumplemans is uh, licorice. I thought right. Mm, this is so. This is peppermint schnapps, but it's mm. like the hundred proof version, and I like that in hot cocoa because it's like drinking so, Andy's mint. I was gonna say that sounds really good. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, okay, Michael McBride wants to know Daredevil season two full coverage. Is that something we'd be interested in doing? For I would be interested I, in doing it. It's all about the schedule. Yeah, those man, those Netflix shows are weird sometimes. I <laughs> like when they drop at four in the morning, and we don't know whether to binge it or space it out. We're not going to binge it. So the the way we did House of Cards, I don't. If it drops the wrong time of year, we couldn't do it. Yeah, three week is not possible. If we've got three other shows in the air. I did two, so I think three a week is the sweet spot because the two a week I did for Orange and New Black, I did better, but it still trailed off in those like final two weeks. I I feel like three three a week getting it out in a month is about perfect. So if we are in a period of time where we can do something like that, mm. then great because we both like the show, love it. Yeah, I'm really interested in seeing Loeb's McGee's take on the Punisher. Which yeah, is John Barenthal, if you don't. I was going to say, the, the actor has me interested alone. So. Right. So it's. do you have a date on that? Netflix doesn't usually yeah, they're, talk about that much more than a month out from where they're at. So mm-hmm. I'm having an elaborate series of heart so, attacks. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. May, maybe it'll happen depending on what time of year it drops. Okay. Uh, at the very least, I'm sure we'll talk about it on a... Bald Move TV podcast or something. Fernando wants to know if there'd be a commission podcast of Marley and me so Jim can see where Aaron and I are coming from. Fuck no. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch a show. I don't Marley watch movies where dogs die. Like they, they, <laughs> oh, when I was eight Marley years old, I saw old yeller and mm-hmm. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? And I, if I find that there's a dog going to die, no. <laughs> Every once in a while I get tricked, like I am legend. Yeah, and uh, I'm a mess. But no, I I I don't want any part of dogs dying. Nope. There's a, there's a John Wick. How'd you feel about John Wick? So that was a very effective thing because I wanted to see John Wick kill every one of those motherfuckers. Yeah, it was a really effective more story. for the dog than his wife. Well, than the fact that it was his wife who gave him the gift. I think it was a great. St- I think John Wick is brilliant. Um, I do too. It's, it's such amazing. an efficient way to set up a ass kicking action story, um, and they're getting good at that. Like the same thing with Mad Max Fury Road. Like that is a wall to wall action film that still feels like it's telling you a story with some emotional weight to it. Like mm-hmm. how much can we strip away? Like Commando strips away too much. Like you can't sell <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's relationship the, with who's the boss? What's her name? Year old. Yeah, concubine. I don't know what she is, but it's <laughs> fucked up. Their their little play sessions uh-huh. in the woods and the pool, and he's wearing you know, bikini brief. Yeah, lift. But no, no thanks. I I'm not Carrier in on, on that. On his like, shoulders. That's, that's stripping the story away too much. <laughs> uh-huh. But they've found this thing where you can tell this tight action tale, but also get some emotional resonance and some interesting ideas. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a dare. Like who can you know who can strip away the most without falling into the commando zone. Nobody wants to go commando <laughs> when it comes to the movies. Uh, uh, man, I'd so I guess we got a couple more minutes left. Um, you sound bummed about that. <laughs> I can't, well, I've had this uh, topic to talk about sex bots. Se- oh, sex sex bots have been in the yeah. news because I guess there's these researchers talking about, you know, working on the technology for sex robots. And then there's these other noble goal, noble research. There's these other people who have written in like really strong opinions about how this is the first of all, that best case scenario, it's going to mean shittier lives for women because they're going to be further objectified and and sexualized and commoditized. 
And then there's also some serious think pieces about sex bots could be the end of human civilization. Oh, come on. And essentially the exact same plot line. Come on. Like, it's a Futurama plot. Like, you know, uh, head in the tank Nixon talking about how sex bots are, un- you know, un-American. And you gotta, you gotta put the P in the V and, and bust a C just so you can <laughs> propagate the human race. And it's the, the right thing to do. Um where do you? I guess. I, where Where do you stand? I, I where do I stand to, on the sex bots? Yeah, bring on our. You're all for sex future bots? Sex bot overlords. Yeah, I talked to Cecily because I'm the same way. Like, would, so would you fuck a sex robot? Sure, why not? Well, I. It depends on the quality of the sex robot. It's if a, I thought there was any chance I was going to be damaged <laughs> by the sex robot, I would not. So I show up with a beige box and say, "Put your dick in this hole." Hell no, you're not going to do it. No. Three people in front of you do it, and they're like, no, this is actually a quality experience. Well, I would want the hole replaced. I would want whatever mechanism. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't, know. What if, like, you hear, like, some, like, a washing machine sound and, like, burst of steam came out of the hole? Would you reuse the hole in that <laughs> circumstance? Like, if it's being. No, no, I want my own unit. I want my own unit. Okay. So, rentals, you're you're out on the rentals. Oh, no. You're not going to have a blockbuster of sex bots here. But, so, so, I guess there's. What so would you if you had your own sex bot unit that was a beige box, you'd fuck a beige box if it made your penis feel good? I I suppose, but that's not the end goal, right? Okay. So how end goal is AI sex bots. Sure. But how we're talking uncanny valley here. Mm-hmm. Like, are you gonna fuck something that looks like Johnny Five from <laughs> Short Circuit? Absolutely. Are you are you know, <laughs> no, or do I, you do you have to have like the full on um Yeah. Who's the handsome man? The Jude Law? Do you have to have the Jude Law sex bot from sure. AI? Yeah. Is that what you need? I Yeah. Or, you know, the female equivalent of that. <laughs> the the Scarlett Johansson sex bot. How about that? I, so the reason I'm... So there's been in the news, and then Mike and Jerry from Penny Arcade were talking about it on their podcast this week, last week. And they... I thought it was interesting how they thought that the social stigma behind this was going to be so strong that people, like, you know, what do you do when you... You finally get a girlfriend, you'd bring him over, and she's like, oh, what's that crate? Oh, that's just where I keep the robot I fuck. And like... Jenny 4000. <laughs> yeah, like the social stigma behind a holding, uh, owning a robot is going to be so strong that well, see, no key... one will adopt it. It's going to be like, you know how douchey you look with a Bluetooth headpiece or Google Glass? Mm-hmm. That doesn't even begin to compare to how douchey you look fucking a robot. Here's the key. So you can you can disguise this, right? You can have your... <laughs> If it's your a beige like, box, sure. No, no, no. Your your robot that does like your cooking and your cleaning and stuff like that, right? Like your utilitarian sort of things you have to do to stay alive as a human being. But you, but also it has some some you can have some, an attachment, right? Some like, off some off menu functions. Exactly. So people come over, they say, "Oh yeah, that's uh, what's her name from the Jetsons." Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're they're a robot, the but bot. she also has a vagina, like. <laughs> And knows how to use it. <laughs> what do you do with your Roomba? Because that's essentially what you're describing. Like <laughs> my Roomba doesn't have any ports, <laughs> so it's like if you had a, a Hoover that had like a, one of those detachable hoses, would you have you would have you have you had your ducks dick sucked by a, a vacuum sweeper? I never, feel like you never have. Try, no, it's too dangerous for me. Ah, like even the risk, that, the yeah. risk of bodily harm is what holds you back. Okay, well, it's more the risk of like getting stuck in it and having to go to the hospital. <laughs> With a vacuum stuck to my dick. Oh, this is exactly what That's I thought it was going to be when I thought about having this conversation. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I like, my first thought of someone asked, would you fuck a robot? It's like, of course I would. 
I tr- I tried just for the experience of nothing else. Yeah, I think by the- Cecily, and she's like, no, I wouldn't fuck a robot. She's like, I'd use a toy, but like I could get. She's and kind of haughtily, I might add, I can have sex anytime I want. Sure, and I'm like, I, so, I, and then we got into like, well so, well, so can I? You sleep with me? What are you talking? What, what are you trying to imply here that I'm desperate because I'd fuck a robot? I'm just a little bit more uh, electromechanically adventurous than you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know that there will be a stigma after a while. Like when they first come out, sure. So, and here's the thing, like there is a, there is, there are people that have, you know, social anxiety and, or they're on the spectrum or they don't have as easy a shot at hooking up with real human beings. Yeah. I feel like that for, is going to be a slam dunk for those people. Sure. Like if I have a hard time attracting a partner and keeping a partner, and but I still have the needs of every other biological person. Why not a sex bot? That's the thing, right? Like I think in society, but will that discussing those needs has become much more commonplace and much more accepted. But will and that, I don't know why that wouldn't extend all the way to sex bots. But will that reinforce the social stigma? Well, only losers, quote unquote, losers fuck a robot. Mm, I don't know. And don't also, know. like, Every, so everybody has periods where they're not with somebody, right? Sure. But I'm saying so is like not? they're like, you know how online dating, I don't think it's it's becoming less and less stigmatized. But like exactly. 10 years ago, online dating is like, oh, what the hell's wrong with you? But that's uh, exactly my point. Everything gets normalized eventually. But it's what I'm saying is how do you I don't know. And some things never get normalized. For example, like I and I don't people's heads off. So sure. I don't understand why Bluetooth headsets are so stigmatized because they're very useful and they fill in because niche. the people who use them. Are no, acting like assholes. Why? Because they're having because they're convers- shouting on subways about their sure, financial reports. Sure, there are some shit. people that do that, but there's douchebags that drive. Be- I mean, I've never seen something that's a, such a potentially useful tool be socially stigmatized so fast as Google Glass. Google Glass happened like it was it was murdered in the crib. Yeah, I don't like know the why. second people started going out with Google Glass, it's like fuck you, fuck your Google Glass, get out of here, nerd. Uh, Bluetooth took a little bit longer, and I guess the early adopters of that just – well, I mean, cell phones used to be seen as a very douchey thing because it's like, oh, look at me. I'm on my car, and I'm talking, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then everybody got one. It's like, oh, this is massively useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing is I feel Sex like Sex robots that, would be massively useful. I think it will be massively useful, but I feel like that there is going to be something. You got, you come home with a date, and they find out you fucked a robot, and suddenly it's, it's over. <laughs> but – Let's flash forward 100 sure. years, yeah. sex bots for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. You got male and female and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that do to human civilization? I don't think it destroys it. I think people are still going to want to have it sex with it, though. Because there, there's... Like, I honestly think I it'll be... It depends be... on how good the, the software is. Like, is this thing going to be able to understand me? Am I going to be able to understand it? Is it going to act like... Well, now you're getting to her level questions. Ex- like, exactly. Okay, this is a robot I'm fucking, but now it's kind of a person too. Be- because that's now is it that's a sex the thing, slave? right? It's not just about sex. Is not just about sex. Sex is also about the connection with the other person. So, like, yeah, if you can't get that from the robot, then you're going to seek it elsewhere, and that's in human beings. So, procreation will still happen. Now, if we get far enough along, well, so I think it's interesting that I feel like the sexual robotics has a tendency to have be as revolutionary to society as like uh, the pill was. Like sexual yep. liberation, because that kind of decoupled, started the decoupling of love 
and sex. Like you can just have the sex physical from the emotional, and sure. it's something you can do with your friends, and it's something you can do with acquaintances or even strangers, and it doesn't say anything about your emotional needs for these other things. Sure, with robot, like if you could completely fulfill yourself sexually with a machine, maybe that would be move us further along the uh, I don't know Star Trek continuum. They, I mean, that's what the holodeck is used for every time you don't see it, right? Yeah, it's people are jerking off in it. Yeah, every single time. And they're having sex with Picard in yeah, there. They're sure. having sex with Jordy and Beverly. Yeah. And everybody's getting fucked in the holodeck. Well, that's the other thing is like, you know, imagine like that's the kind of Futurama where you could download a holographic personality to like, yeah. oh, this cute girl. Or first of all, it's Scarlett Johansson, okay? It's like, I want to fuck sure, Scarlett Johansson. So sure. I want to, she's so got an officially licensed one program. List. and. Yep. And, or maybe there's a bootleg copy, and then what does that start to do? And then, like, what happens if you want to... I don't know if I want to fuck the bootleg copy of Scarlett Johansson in a holodeck. <laughs> you are like overly concerned with the safety of your penis, sir. Where is your no, sense no, no, of adventure? It's, it's not about safety. It's just about quality. Like, you're not going to... It's going to be like, oh, well, the original was, you know, if we're talking iPhones, aluminum, and this mm-hmm. one is plastic with kind of a shitty home button. And, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think everything's functioning right here. Like... <laughs> I don't want the knockoff version of Scarlett Johansson in my holodeck. Okay, so like... I want then, the officially licensed version. So that that's dealt with a lot of times in, in, in Star Trek. It's like Deanna and Beverly find out yes, that... Yes, they're all super offended. ...that Barkley's been doing weird sex fantasies with them in the holodeck, and they're all creeped out by it, which... Okay, that yeah. Yeah, but everyone doesn't. Sense. Everyone, everyone, like you see someone cute in the subway, and they, you know, you're taking care of yourself later on. You're thinking about them. If they knew yeah, you I, were doing that, that would be creepy. But I, I don't know don't where know these lines. Things. Sure, like is uh, behavior essentially? Is it? Are is there? Are there behaviors that are intrinsically creepy? And um, and I'm talking about private behaviors. They're intrinsically creepy and wrong and. Uh, interfering with another person's personhood, or is it just them finding out about it? Like I tend to say, are it's we outraged them, it's the NSA are reading it. our emails and our texts? Or are we outraged because we know about it? Well, I mean that has an effect on us, right? Like whether we know about it or not. But most times it doesn't. Most things time, like that's sure, the thing but... I've been thinking about is like, okay, what happens if you find out that the nerdy guy at work is? been going home and programming a fictionalized version of you to fuck like yeah what kind of social constructs would you have and also can you have situations where like what is marriage what does a family unit look like if everyone's fucking robots and can you truly decouple that where it's like i'm in love with this person and i they're my best friend and we help each other out and we fulfill each other and we help raise the children all the stuff that the robot doesn't do for us, but we each fuck our own robot. Uh, marriage has nothing to do with sex. You're preaching to the choir. Marriage man. has nothing to do with kids. Marriage has nothing to do with family. There's a lot it's of people that would be that. A, that's a, a that's an offensive notion to economic a lot of contract is what it is. That's an offensive notion to a lot of people. But it's but the truth. I it's do. the objective reality of marriage. As a man who's been through a divorce, <laughs> I you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. So yes, I think it would change things certainly. But, but for the for better the or the worse, better. I don't know. I don't know. Like it seems like every time we, I can every time we step one, forward right? as a society, we we de- we've decoupled yet another bestial vestige of our more sat, you know, our more yeah, yeah. primitive backgrounds. And well, a lot of stuff just becomes useless, right? 
Hmm. Like, I don't know, after our dog discussion, we were talking about, you know, how we raise dogs to kind of, we bred dogs to kind of be these things that helped us out. Well, we don't need fucking dogs anymore Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. So like, that's kind of a vestige of, you know, our primitive society. Uh, But I I think all of those things change things and it's not necessarily for better or worse. It's just going to be an evolving process, right? It takes a while to adapt to these new introductions in our society. Mm. And eventually they find their place or they don't and they're left in the dust. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the same with sex bots. Hmm. That'd be interesting to be like if families move towards like a some kind of corporate charter where it's like we're going to get together for a period of 20 years for the purpose of procreation. But before and after that thing, we're our own free agents and we've got our sex bots and, and all that. I, I frankly think the concept of sex bots is a lot less interesting than just the concept of AI and how that changes our society. Yeah. Like sex bots is kind of a byproduct of AI, but AI is the core issue, right? Like this thing needs to know how to fuck me, I guess. So there's got to be some AI there, but the AI in the broader sense in our society is well, going to yeah. be the real thing we have to adapt to. Sure. And that changes it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah. And about and not just AI, but automation in general. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's it. I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like there is a big stigma against concepts like communism and socialism because they don't work sure. in like an industrial society. Um, but as we move towards a Star Trek utopia, well, there's two places you can go. Like if if we if we desperately cling to capitalism until the very end, you'll have a very small percentage of the people that have everything automated, and there's no one working because there's no more jobs to have. And we'll all be ruled like serfs. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to the utopian and embrace like socialism, communism to the extent where it's like everyone's words like, well, what that lazy asshole that sits on his ass and doesn't do anything and he still gets money. Well, if There's 90% of all job. work is done by non-human things, then that's will be everybody's life. And hopefully they'll find yeah. other ways to express their individuality and creativity and, and further the human race and sitting on their ass consuming. Although... That's probably going to be a lot of it, too. Yeah, I don't but, know. I mean, I, it also depends on the sophistication of the the automation, right? If there's actual AI involved and these things can create Dude, art. And, man, can, like, in the next hundred years, it's going to be – you can't predict it. Like yeah, I, every, know. I, I, I know. You can almost we automate – We might get to the singularity. You can, you can, you can, yeah, I'm, I'm saying you can automate anything perfectly if you yeah. wanted to today. It's just most of the time it's still – cost effective to just pay people to go out and pick strawberries or clean up garbage or whatnot. But there's, yeah, yeah. that's just a cost thing. Like as we move towards ever cheaper and more abundant uses of energy and, you know, I've been thinking about like that too, like how we went to Seattle and everyone recycles there yeah. and you go back to the Midwest and nobody recycles shit and how that's just essentially laziness. Like we have a better way. We have a more efficient way, but people just don't want to do it because they're lazy Sure. Um, what's that going to look like? And like, we need an automated trash can that can sort our recycling for us. We dump yeah. it all in; it sorts it out. And I mean, automation is the solution. Sends it through a pneumatic automation, tube to yeah. Automation and efficiency and new source of energy are the cure to the laziness, the worst parts of human nature. Yeah, you have to make you know these new behavior patterns fit the current behavior patterns before anyone will pick them up, right? Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. This thing can change so fast. And I just, you know, if everyone's still hell bent on getting theirs, they're, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of somewhat worried about how you transition from capitalism to utopia. 
Uh, yeah. So, That's anyway. one of our most pressing concerns at the moment, probably. Uh, <laughs> we should get out of here now, right? All right. We yeah. dropped a sex bomb on people, sex bot bomb on people. Sure. And uh, that happened. And yeah. we'll never speak of it again. What what happens in the studio is shameful. We both admit <laughs> <laughs> it won't it won't go outside these doors. Yeah. Have a great weekend, guys. Um, hope you guys uh, get all your Halloween preparations done. We're gonna be carving pumpkins next week. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, becoming a ball move transition or a tradition. I've I, got my design picked out. It's a little bit more ambitious than a direwolf next year. Ooh, we be going I, we be going four holes to do unspeakable things with after we're done. Yeah, one in the back. <laughs> Get the eyes, the mouth, and the hole in the back. Uh, or sex. whatever you want. Putting a candle in there. I don't know what you're talking sex about. Sex squash. That's it. Yeah. We're leaving. Goodbye. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to flee in shame. <laughs>